Well, you just heard those sirens, so you know it could only be a Podzuki emergency broadcast. Uh, yeah, Godzilla vs. King Kong literally just came out today, and we're going to be releasing it the next day. We had on special guest and comedian and artist John Lines to talk about the big monkey fight with the big lizard fight, and uh, I think you're going to like what we have to say. As always, if you like what you hear, tell a friend. And then also follow us on Podzuki at either Spotify, that helps a lot, or follow us on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Uh, as always, if you want to tweet at us at Podzuki on Twitter or email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com, we'll read whatever you send on the air. And uh, yeah, enjoy the big fight, big podcast, I guess. Yeah. You know, sometimes things don't finish how you want them to, but you just got to go with it. Hey, also a quick warning up top, if you are listening to this about 7 minutes and then uh, 40 seconds into the podcast, we start getting into spoilers for Godzilla vs. Kong. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's, 10 to 1 he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. Ooh, tepid clap starting off this uh, emergency podcast recording. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Hey, hey everybody, welcome to uh, the Titan Truth Podcast, the only podcast that tells you the truth about Titans, uh, also known as Kaijus. Actually, that's uh, just a little Josh there. Of course, we're going to be talking about uh, everybody's favorite HBO movie of the day, which is Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys of the Podzuki podcast, where we talk about Kaiju movies. We're actually doing what we say for once instead of, I don't know, talking about like a Coen Brothers film or something crazy like that. Anyways, I'm Brandon Kirkman and I watched a movie. Oh, I'm Luke Evans Flip and I watched something. I'm Martin Tolkien, <laughs> nice. one of your co-hosts. I also watched a movie and oh my god, who do we got over here? It's, it's our good friend and special guest for tonight, Mr. John Lyons. <laughs> Woo! Hey, hey, everybody, I'm John Lyons. I also watched a movie and listened to some songs, and then I watched another movie, and that movie was Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh, that's pretty cool. What was the movie you watched before this? I don't remember. I was too excited <laughs> for Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, you were just screaming the whole time where you can tell what it's on. Exactly. You're like, when oh, Godzilla... I, I, when are we getting to the Monster Factory? I, I tried to watch <laughs> this movie last night, but they didn't put it up at midnight. I think they might have put it up like after 2 a.m., like whenever, like whatever the other time zone is that would have gotten it, but I, I was lying down and falling asleep by then. Typical global economy catering to China. Oof, this makes me want to run for presidency. Kind of the epitome of movies like that. Like, they're not really made for Americans. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if I were president, I would send our best people to China to make sure they are enjoying the film. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would do too. I'd have a man with a gun in every theater and tell them, you watch this and you like it. And yes, I know you're nervous because it's a white guy with a gun in a movie theater, but uh, I promise it's for the What is your opinion on I Captain America? Oh, I know that the Winter Soldier's not really hitting right now, but give it a chance. A few more episodes. Do you think Synecdoche, New York is pretentious? I everyone down to dress him up like a famous movie character, like maybe the Joker. <laughs> oh, yeah, and maybe he dyed his hair orange before, and you're like, why did he dye his hair orange if he's trying to go as the Joker? This shooter sucks. This guy does. You can't get anything. This guy's right. not a real Batman fan. <laughs> yeah, that's dark. Okay, yeah, we're already going in a weird, a good decade. weird place. 
I mean, we have so many mass shootings to talk about. Where do we uh, begin? I uh, guess before we get to spoilers, we should say, like, okay, this is the third or fourth in the legendary monster movie trilogy, uh, monster universe, is, whatever the fuck they're trying to call it. This is technically the fourth or the third Godzilla film in the franchise, but it also is counting as a sequel to Kong Skull Island. So you have Godzilla, uh, you have uh, Kong Skull Island, then you have Godzilla King of the Monsters, and now you have Godzilla This is number Kong. four. It's a lot like Primer. This is number four. Uh, so far, I'd say so good. I think out of... Uh, I won't talk about this one yet in the timeline of things. Maybe at the end of this we'll do a ranking, but for now... I'd save the three previous movies. I still think Kong Skull Island is the best because it has John C. Riley with a, a katana. Um, simple as that. And then after that, it would be... Absolutely. I would have loved if, even if like he would have been a very old man by now, but I would have loved yeah, a very old man, katana. John C. Riley, just being like, yeah, go Kong! <laughs> like, just, just for five <laughs> seconds. He just shows up and gives weird exposition, like, maybe he needs to find a giant axe, okay, see And even ya. if he's just, like, watching it on TV in whatever old folks' home he's living in. Yeah. He's like, maybe the secret is down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're going to have some fun talking about all that stupid bullshit later. Um, but, yeah, what, how have you all felt about the, the, franchise, the legendary franchise, the monster universe? I liked... Kong Skull Island because it was something different and new. The other ones, not so much because they weren't really anything different or new. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I'm going to give them credit for, and I think I can get into this before we even go into the movie, they they do feel like the old Godzilla movies for both good and bad ways, which is which is interesting to me. Um, uh, I think I haven't seen Skull Island, but I like King of the Monsters a lot, and I don't think it was just because we smuggled a lot of whiskey into the theater. Nice. I mean, that's got to help, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I liked, uh, and I liked this too. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Definitely. Yeah, I could I could say that a little bit as a precursory uh, talk before we get into the the meat of this movie because uh, I knew it was going to be stupid, and it absolutely was. But I, I had a good time for a fun ride of it. Uh, but yeah. How, how have you felt about the franchise uh, I, so I far, Mark? So far, I haven't seen like I didn't see the first Godzilla that had Brian Cranston in it, but I heard mixed things about it. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Skull Island, and then I also really enjoyed uh, King of the Monsters. But I realized while watching this movie, that's possibly because I was like incredibly high for it. Yeah, that I think would help a lot. Um, yeah, shout out to both Stephen Oak and then uh, Jacob Ligon, who couldn't be here because of the pandemic and don't have recording equipment. We wanted to get them for the, the third time we were going to do this since we saw it live with them. And then also we saw uh, the first Godzilla as well. Wait, we saw the first Godzilla well, in theaters, uh, didn't we? I, did we ever? Did, if, the, if we did an episode on that, that's something you did without me and Martin. Because I don't I know I've never seen the first Godzilla movie. Oh, okay, so this is more of a, a friend hang. I forgot I saw the, it with them as friends, and then we decided to have them back on the podcast for the yeah, Godzilla Brandon, this is work. As work. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to clock in. Can we start again from the beginning? I just so I want to make sure I have the correct timestamp. I would never want to steal from this company. Uh, Finally, I'm a scab. Yeah, it's a privilege to work here. And we do have scabs, which means that we are taking this very seriously, and we are union busting, so... That one day we can be like uh, Daddy Kong's Amazon. got scabs. Um, got scabs for days. Pinkerton's. Ooh, that's a good that's a good pullback into <laughs> this. 
Um, before we start talking, uh, the, 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 the beef of the, the movie here, this was directed by Adam, uh, Wingard. He's a bit of a newer director. He's done a few things, but so far it's just been like your next, which was a, a moderately popular horror movie from about like about four or five years ago. And then Death Note, the yeah. version, uh, which, oh boy. Yeah. You, can, you, you can't Stinky. really blame that all on him so much as if they were trying to turn an anime and like take the anime out of it, but still keep the story. Well, yeah. I mean, as they all know, you can take the man out of the anime, but you can't take the anime out of the man. <laughs> so no, you'll still, you'll still be punching really hard and having weapons for your dad <laughs> your entire life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, uh, that's, uh, it's all truth there. And then this was written by Eric Pearson, who's, uh, actually done quite a few Marvel movies, uh, a bunch of the short one-shot ones that they do in the like DVD features when we had those, and then also Ragnarok, which was probably one of my favorite oh, of the, uh, I'd say Marvel. Marvel Ragnarok was movies. awesome. It should have started also, Hulk, but you know. it should have. And then they also uh, wrote on uh, Black Widow, which isn't out yet. So we'll see if that's going to be fun or not. But I like the fact that they have Russian Captain America, so I think it's going to be good. And then uh, written by Max Bornstein, who interesting enough has just been a writer on the the legendary Marvel or monster movies here. So, I mean, they're legendary Marvel movies. If you ask me, yeah, we, we, if, we should say, have. I, I said legendary and then you said legendary. That's the production company that's making the movies. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. I'm sure it's close enough. <laughs> or, I mean, we've never been a professional podcast. True, so. I mean, we, we could do better. I think they can call it the Titan cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, we have to somehow tie it back to remember the Titans. Well, I kept saying like yeah. they're they're calling it like the MonsterVerse, even though the name for their monsters are Titans, which I still hate. Yeah, they don't. Uh, yeah, and also let's okay, let's just get into the the I'd say the film at this point. We we've gone over the background. We we got it all set up. Um, it starts with uh, a <laughs> monkey. Uh, there's a monkey in a jungle. He's very big. Um, I'm like, who's this? Who's this huge monkey? Can we get his name? And Stop then, calling uh, him a monkey. That really <laughs> bothered me with one of the villains yes. of the movie as well. Like, if any, like, yeah, I know he's an ape, but it's, it's monkey with an e. Yeah, yeah monkey. Technically, <laughs> yeah, he's monkey. not even any of those because he's like Mank. the size of like two skyscrapers. Yeah. yeah so technically, he's a man. <laughs> um, so, but uh, I I wrote down that this movie has the exact same opening as. Oh, Shrek. it totally does. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. He does a little stretch and yawn. He scratches his butt a little bit. We don't see him yeah, taking a dump. Uh, there's like upbeat music playing. No. So we have to we have to ask ourselves if Shrek was to have picked up a tree and whittled it down into a dart of sorts and thrown it to the sky, when he found out that he was actually in a simulation <laughs> and that it was never real. Somebody once told me I'm in a giant dome. Yeah. Oh man, they should have got Smash Mouth for this movie. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're introduced to, like, the first two main characters living in this, like, basically enclosed dome that they're using to guard Kong. It's a, it's, it's a holodeck that, that they recreated yes. Skull Island on because Skull Island is in an, a forever storm. Yeah, it also says, yeah, that they're on Skull Island. Like, it's somewhere over Skull Island. So I wrote down, like, uh, why is it night outside but daytime inside the dome? But I guess you've just answered my question. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. established in Skull but, uh, Island where it was, cool. it was surrounded by a forever storm, but I guess it's more inland now and actively like attacking the island. 
Yeah, and this is where we're introduced to Eileen, who's like, uh, they refer to as the Jane Goodall of monkeys or Kong. Yeah, Jane Goodall is the the Jane Goodall of monkeys. The Kong Whisperer. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, And then we're also introduced to Gia, who's the, like, the adopted daughter of her. That's, like, one of the last of the... Yeah, they waited way too long into the movie to say what happened to the natives of Skull Island. Yes, they did. Because it's like halfway through the movie when yeah. they you finally get a piece of dialogue. Because I didn't even realize that she was supposed to be one of the native girls. I didn't know what she was, yeah. really. I thought maybe she was like... Uh, I kept calling her not Chili Duvall instead of Jane Goodall. <laughs> <laughs> so Chili Duvall. Yeah, but, but she had a relationship with the little girl. And I thought maybe that was her daughter. But they, they never really yeah, said. And it was just confusing. Uh, I mean, you know, in a way, she's still her daughter because you know, adoptions—it's it's not about blood; it's about the bonds you form. She's just an unpaid um, labor to take care of yeah. Kong. And I think the funniest thing about this movie is I watched this almost back to back with *Sound of Metal*, so it felt like very similar movies um, <laughs> in a very different way. If you guys aren't familiar, *Sound of Metal* is that uh, film about a, a metal drummer who goes deaf and finds a way to connect to other people that are having the same issue it's a true story um, there is no or... giant okay. no but it's pretty well done i liked it a lot uh but he there is no giant monkey in that film either so and we are going to keep saying monkey or mank referring to i won't mank. say monkey you guys um, can say whatever the hell you want he's a mank <laughs> um yeah he uh he's a giant, he's a you know 40 story tall monkey who also wrote the script <laughs> to citizen kane um so yeah, we uh, we're introduced to this enclosure and a few of the characters. They go through it pretty quick in the yeah. beginning. It's it's a monarch holding facility for Kong. Yeah, and then yeah. we're introduced to uh, Bernie, who's uh, a, a, he's one of our own. He's a podcast. Surprisingly um, and thankfully, not played by Anthony Anderson. <laughs> thank God. That's it was a it was a refreshing casting choice. I like the actor that they got for him. He he added some uh, brevity and fun to the movie at the same time. Uh, which is always appreciated. They made, the only thing I must they say, made him too cons- they made him too conspiracy guy. They did. I, I had I had I had problems with some of the yeah, dialogue but... they made him say. Like I thought he was really fun to watch, but they also just made him go off on all these weird tangents that made made him lose credibility to me. Well, yeah, him talking about yeah, fluoride I, really yeah, bothered me. He's very Alex right. Jones. Glad they didn't ask him what he thought about vaccines. That oh, would have yeah. been very uh-huh. alarming. I think. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's also the the, uh, the bleach thing yeah. was weird too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he bathes in bleach. That's um, to uh, avoid spy gas, is mm-hmm. what they say. Yeah, like or, organic tracking yeah. technology. Yeah, so he's he's a legitimate like crazy person kind of too. We're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I, yeah. I wrote him down as podcast <laughs> first until I picked up what his name was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I have to discuss with you all, uh, I absolutely want to go to that writer's room and yell at them for three hours straight of, why could they not think of a better name than Titan Truth Podcast? That That's nothing. Right. It's at nothing. first, I, I thought it was Time for Truth. Because uh, one of the things about this movie uh, that did irk me a little bit is that the dialogue, I thought, was kind of mixed too low. And so a lot of times, like, yeah, it, what they were saying was just kind of lost in the rest of the sound. Oh, I, I, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. But I also, that's, sometimes movies are just like that. That's why I always watch with subtitles, just to make sure. Same. Yeah. 
They could have called it anything. They could have called it the ape, uh, the apex cast, because then you have ape in it, which is like God's, uh, like a King Kong, and then you have the apex, which is what the Godzillas are, and then you have cast in it. Like they could. Well, so much of the stuff in this movie uh, is right on the nose with what it's trying to say. Yes, I. When it's a one-man operation, like he didn't have anybody to workshop that title with, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's realistic. So wait, uh, he needed a co-host. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they um, they show him at his job, kind of getting like all this information. He, I guess, he's trying to. Yeah, he works for a company called Apex, which we've never seen before in these movies, right? Yes, we have not. Uh, I thought this is another thing I'm going to just say off the bat that upset me. I thought we were going to get back a, a Charles Dance cameo at least as like one of the heads or something because I love Charles Dance and I was so excited to see him in the last movie. Yeah, no Charles Dance. Curse, right? I'm upset about that. Yeah, I I thought the exact yeah, same was. thing. Uh, there were so many people yeah. like the the people from Monarch from King of the Monsters. None of them, other than Kyle Chandler, show up, and that's just because he's Millie Bobby Brown's dad. Yeah, like where's where's the guy from yeah, Billy yeah. Madison? I kind of liked him in King of the Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun to have him back. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, roles they could have had back. And then they have these little throwaway things that were very quickly thrown out there. Like, Ren is supposed to be the son of um, the one guy from the last movie that died in the nuclear explosion. Uh, Which one is? Uh, Ren, the one guy who was like the psychic link to Oh, uh, Surizawa? Yeah, getting yeah. the fucking robot, so Surizawa? Yeah, he was Ishiro's kid. Uh, okay. So. Which once again feels like a throwaway, but, but he um, his dad loved Godzilla. Yeah, and then he doesn't like him. Fair what enough. happened? That, this yeah, yeah, no, is some big daddy jealousy. issues going on I'm there. I'm sure he viewed Godzilla as the brother who was taking his father's attention away. He kind of was, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so why this is all going on? He uh, he's at the facility when Godzilla attacks, and then he sees like this kind of like, I guess this orb. Uh, that he recognizes is like some type of weird mind control thing, and then uh, they basically cut. I to... thought that he, it was just Go a ahead, weird sorry. thing. Oh, it's good. It uh, it looks like Wheatley from Portal oh, Two, but red. Oh yeah, it does. Uh, and I and I was like, yeah, what is? I don't think he knew what it was, and he was just kind of like, that thing looks sinister. Actually, anytime you, yeah, I don't like it. Orb in a lab, yeah. like it's not good news. No, I yeah, thought no. much worse than a cube or tetrahedron. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I worse. feel like Cube is even safer than Orb. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it just feels right to me. I kept thinking it was going to be the machine from King of the Monsters that allows them to like attract or repel the Titans, oh, which was yeah. maybe that's what it was. What? Maybe we were supposed to recognize that, and they forgot that we didn't give a shit about that. And we just want to see the big monsters. <laughs> I mean, no, it, it totally well, we turned out, out to not be that. We find out what it is later. Yeah, too. It's an eye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This movie actually was, I thought, pretty good on like little drops like that to set things up. Um, yeah, it kept it at a good pace, which I was happy to like see because uh, I think one thing we should give it credit for right away is that it's an hour and fifty three minutes. So because I'm I'm just getting tired of any movie at this point that goes past two hours. Yeah, like why I'm glad it was conservative with that length. Because I kept saying yeah, like when definitely. I had to watch it, like okay, I probably need to get at least three hours clear. Where I can do this. Yeah. yeah. 
which is a uh, especially after the audacity that is the the Snyder cut of uh, Justice League being out now, it should be illegal for that movie to be four hours long. Like there literally shouldn't be a cop that just has a, a gun pulled on the time. Yeah, I don't care how uh, kind, pretty much okay that movie might be. I'm not watching four hours of it. <laughs> Here, okay, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna drop this this the spicy take on it, which is like if you took a two-hour movie that was terrible and you made it four hours long to make it okay that's still a bad movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> like for real release like, two mediocre uh-huh. movies yeah the time is money my friend time is money is a wise goblin once said in world of warcraft <laughs> um but yeah so we we get this kind of like quick backstory kind of bit on bernie and what he was well yeah doing. in the movie did we mention that we're... godzilla attacked the apex facility no, there because he was drawn to it. yeah they're yeah. still going through the facility right now. Oh, he's, right. He's trying to get the thumb drive in so he can get, like, their shipping documentation? Or shipping records? Yeah, he's trying to get something. Yeah, something is uh, kind of unclear. But while he's doing that, then... Yeah, he's, he's like a conspiracy. Yeah, he's going to blow away. But while he's doing that, like, then Godzilla is attacking. So he takes advantage of the of the confusion go a little bit further under. And, uh, yeah. yeah, then Godzilla successfully attacks Apex, and then it's a big news story. And I was very surprised... Godzilla did a lot of fucking damage and he has nuclear breath, but that whole attack on Apex only killed eight people. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty respectful it, still. It, like, vaporized the two guys who were holding up Bernie. Too. Yeah, so many, like, uh, the yeah, right monsters just conveniently killing whoever's threatening the human characters. The human characters that are supposed yeah, to be good uh, guys, but if I can be honest, I hated all the human characters. I only liked one of them. <laughs> Oh man, I hope I hope it's not Which the one? deaf girl because I wanted to smack her in it the was, face. I don't know it, what it, it was. It was the deaf girl. Damn, dude. I think I, I, think I only liked her, and I feel oh like an for saying this because she didn't have anything stupid to say. Everything she said was necessary to moving the plot along. She did call. I like that you. I like that you both have different opinions on her, she, but they're both. She for did bad call reasons. Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> a coward because he was afraid of the giant gorilla. Hey, I love that. That's one of the few things I wrote down <laughs> in my notes. It was like this kid is cool. No, that's yeah. that's about the uh, ex-wife and child uh, t- being turned against the divorced dad. I think that's, yeah. that's the hidden meaning there. <laughs> it's classic. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's the thing that I think why it reminds me of a lot of the older Godzilla films we we've talked about so many times that. that uh, they're back to the good old, these are throwaway characters that I wish would shut up so we could see the big monsters punch each yeah, other. Yeah, and it's, it's not like, okay, it's interesting because the actress who plays that little girl character is actually deaf. So that's kind of why they made her a deaf character. And I appreciate that, but it's also like I kept thinking from the way she's dressed, like I kept thinking of the Peanuts and like Mothra. And I wanted something (laughs) like that. Like I wanted them to sing like a stupid song. Like this movie didn't embrace its stupidness enough. Yeah, where'd Mothra go? They died. Mm -hmm. That's a bummer. I know, oh, okay. I, mean, I miss her every day. I wake they up should have had, like, they could have had, like, a larva reason. in this movie. I, I, I thought, a moth or a larva. Yeah, I was pretty sure in the last yeah. one that there was, like, a at least a video feed of, like, another egg that could have hatched with her inside of it. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed by the lack of any kind of grubs. I mean, even. Yeah, but, uh, there's no glow ups, there's no grow ups. They did have some eggs, but they didn't do anything. They were just uh, foreshadowing for, like, another egg. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're nothing worse, in my opinion, than a foreshadowing <laughs> egg. Yeah. And there's a lot of bad things in this world. She almost a creature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I thought, like, uh, 
the thing that the human characters were around to do that they did do is say something so that an hour later in the movie you could see it and be like, oh, it's the thing they said. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so I yeah. thought, uh, I thought they, they did a, a pretty competent job with that. Uh, it wasn't, they weren't in your face about setting it up or anything. It's something would just kind of happen. And it wasn't, you know, hidden or anything or too subtle when it did happen later on, but it was enough that you could immediately get it and be like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah, but, hey. but I also feel like, and I don't know if this is just because I've seen all the Godzilla movies and I know, like, basics about script writing. There was a, a yeah. line of dialogue very early on where I then I do, okay, this is going to happen and this is how the movie's going to end and this is how the entire movie's going to play out. Right, once they said uh, robotics. Yeah, exactly. That's like, oh, that's where yeah. the movie's going. Okay. I thought it was. It would have been funnier if you had an even more basic take. It was like, as soon as I heard Godzilla versus Kong, I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> They're going to fight. True. <laughs> but it's also, you know, because of the nature of this kind of movie, neither of them's going to really win because they want to keep making Godzilla right. and yeah. Kong movies. If you... Of course heard Godzilla versus Kong and thought it was going to be like a dinner with Andre. Thing. <laughs> God, yeah. Just sit down and they're just kind of. Like but they still only like screech and roar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's still it's still them like two hours of them having a very emotionally vulnerable speech about where their lives are yeah. going, right. even though you can't tell what they're saying. A tiny little waiter comes up at one point. One of them just, like, eats him. Redan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, this is what I'm surprised about is that there wasn't more Godzilla kaiju cameos. Maybe because they got a little bit uh over the top with it with the last oh. film. Though I I I did think like when they were showing that whole uh I guess we'll get to it later, so I'll wait to the reveal, but basically when that Hollow Earth, I thought one of them was supposed to be like an Angula maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I saw one monster that you I know, thought just... was gonna that looked at first. I thought it could be Angoras, but like, nah, it's not spiky enough. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. That's the one I meant to say Angoras, but it could be. Who knows? We'll we'll find out in the next film they make. Oh. They don't seem to care about the kaiju's that aren't Godzilla. I know that's just real sad. Where's our Jet Jaguar yeah. representation? Yeah, Rodan was well. still alive, and they didn't show up God, at all. I want a gritty Jet Jaguar movie so yeah. fucking bad. <laughs> I mean, they're working on an anime with Jet Jaguar in it for Godzilla now. That looks pretty good. So, yeah, finally, he's back. I want to. Um, I want to see Biollante too. Biollante would be cool. I mean, I think that's still one of my favorite Godzilla monster designs for at least the more. I guess you wouldn't say recent era, but in the last like thirty years of the designs. Well, this is it. something that um, I don't like about the American Godzilla movies. They keep wanting to personify the creatures. And they kind of do that in the Toho Japanese ones, but they do it so much more gratuitously in the American ones. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, that's, Kong was basically just another actor in this film at that uh, at this point. This so. was Kong's movie. This was 100% Kong's movie. Yeah. This, you know, this was Kong's movie. Kong was the only one who yeah. had interactions with people. Like, Godzilla didn't have anyone, like, sitting in his corner doing anything for him. Godzilla was just a singular force by himself. Millie Bobby Brown was kind of Scooby Dooing her way into helping Godzilla. I, I, was very I didn't hate yeah. Millie Bobby Brown in the last one. In this one, like her character is just bumbling her way through everything, and it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, and she feels like a tertiary character to a tertiary yes. character at this point. But I think it's like they wanted to keep some of them in it. And I guess we should get back to like tying the plots together. Is a uh, 
basically uh, Madison, which is her character, and then her friend Josh, who's just a, a, a nerdy kid who's there to say lines. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, they track so... down. Yeah, they track down Bernie about his podcast stuff, and they decide they need to break uh, into that wait, Apex lab. Wait, I did. I did write down a note about this because he like. He delivers like a, a character moment. We were talking about like them setting up little things for later on in the movie, and this one was very obvious to me, so I wrote it down. It's a Chekhov brand dead white single malt whiskey. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, this is coming absolutely. back for some reason. Like, like, he's going into too much that? detail about like his wife is dead and he has this whiskey. Yeah, yeah, right. It's literally yeah. in a gun holster. And I was like, thank you for pointing that out to us, teenage boy version of Rebel Wilson. We need to know that. Um, I mean, not to be mean to him or Rebel Wilson. I both, I, I, I like them both fine. This actor was fine. Uh, Rebel Wilson whoever, is pretty great, though. Josh uh, is a real person could have been fine in this movie if they didn't write him to be, like, the fucking worst. Yeah. I mean, yeah. once again, though, that is, I feel like, perfect homage to, like, that, that shitty character you have to have in every Godzilla film of the classic series. So, oh, you know, yeah. props to him, for hey, sure. Hey, so. can, can, can we hold up for one second? Right. He's better than, like, a kid mascot. Uh, well. We're talking over Todd a little bit. Todd, can you turn up your your mic on for us a bit? Because you're kind of quiet. John? Oh, John. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, here, uh, is this any better? Is that better for you guys? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I can hear. It. I mean, even if it's quiet, I could probably boost it up uh, when I get the MP3. Okay, I just I just noticed we were I, I talking over were him a little it. bit, and I, I just want to make sure he has a chance to say yeah. stuff. No, that's okay, good no, to I, check on. Yeah, thanks. I was just going to say the only real reason for Josh to be in this movie is because he owned a van that Madison wanted to borrow. And <laughs> yeah. You see, that's why I kept calling him her simp, because they never really went that way with it, but that's the only reason he is in the movie, and it's like, why are there so many fucking characters in this movie? Yeah, big simp energy. And, you know, speaking of too many characters, this is also going on the same time that we meet uh, Walter Simmons, who's just your throwaway bad guy that's going to get killed by Mechagodzilla. It's, it's oh, a, the uh, most interesting film. man in the uh, world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the most interesting <laughs> man in the world. Uh, he introduces us to uh, the other stupid guy, Nathan Lind, who's like the scientist that uh, basically... So here's how I feel about this. He's a scientist that has this theory that there is a hollow earth. And I feel like, in my opinion, in this movie universe, the hollow earth is like the natural evolution of flat earthers. And it's their ultimate Yeah, form. it's such uh, a, like, <laughs> a crackpot thing. The same as, mm-hmm. like, uh, Bernie believing in, like, that fluoride helps people control your mind. It's like you're taking these things yeah. that conspiracy theorists actually believe and then making these characters be right. I don't want to say it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah I can embrace yeah. the wackiness of it. Right. I think... The Hollow Earth one definitely is fine. But yeah, when uh, when he talks about bleach, I was kind of just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then also when he mentioned that the fluorides, uh, the, the Nazis were using fluoride to mind control people. Um, I think it was a little upsetting, not because they brought Nazis into this universe, but now we have to know that both Hitler's rise to power and the Nazis of Germany weren't stopped by Godzilla when he could have come and prevented it, or King Kong. So I guess they both are supporters of the Holocaust. Um, so I, I do want to point that, that out that they're not unfair, Brandon. We all know that Kong was Kong was a, was a was still a child during Vietnam when when fucking Skull Island took place. There is no way that he could have been around in okay, 1945 and strong enough to defeat Hitler. <laughs> 
What if there was like just a like a ten foot tall uh, King Kong baby that just went to Germany to try to take down the Nazis? Oh, I wouldn't watch that movie. Yes, yeah. oh, that would be cool. I, what if Godzilla just he just stuck up his head from like one of the shorelines of Germany like in 1935, and he's like, "Yeah, this is humanity's <laughs> problem, not mine. Fuck yeah. this." Maybe uh, it wasn't too interesting because they didn't have nukes yet. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, he probably didn't exist. Okay, so, yeah, okay, they're both, this checks out. They are both good guys. All right, that's yeah. good. <laughs> they didn't stand by and do nothing. Yeah, I was, about to, I was about to have to, like, stop doing this whole podcast <laughs> after we canceled both of them, so it's good that this didn't happen. Um, yeah, so we're introduced to Nathan Lynn. Basically, Walter Simmons, who's the head of Apex, comes to approach him to say, like, hey, I need you to get me to this hollow earth so I can mine this energy I've been looking for. No reason. This is where the for. movie, uh, where... Probably one of my first, like, okay, this is ripping off another movie. It came up. So that's kind of like Disney's Atlantis, which itself was ripping off Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, which was also ripping off uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's just an Ouroboros of used properties over and over again. Right, Um, ideas just floating out there. Yeah. Um, then also for some reason because they have to link all of it together so i get why they did this stupid thing but nathan is like well you know i think we can get there but i think we need uh king kong to help us do it for some reason and then walter's like sure okay that sounds good this is a movie and he's like thank you for recognizing (laughs) yeah he can sense Uh, the um, energy that they're looking for and i think that's what really made me think of of disney's atlantis because as soon as i heard there was an energy source okay Apex is going wants to steal that energy source. Yes, like that's why they're yes, paying for the mission. Course. Like these guys, these villains yeah. are like all so immediately recognizable as villains. Yeah, because right, even Ren's their there, design. and I'm like, yeah. this this Ren character is too attractive and wearing a, a black leather coat to know that he is going to be a villain. Of course, he's, with this he's, uh, he's Williams, he's got the textbook uh, like evil facial hair. Like, yeah, no, they're they're definitely like evil people. Right, yeah. salt and pepper goatee and like kind of slick back parted hair. Yeah, yeah. and there, there was that lady too, uh, who was just basically a female version of him almost. But yeah. she was couldn't really yeah. figure out Maya. what she was there for. Yeah, she was she, there like basically just to be like, yeah, that's my daughter. She's helping them out, and then get crushed by. I, I will later. say, yeah. I love, well, we, we can get to that later. I I, I did like she was like she was like the one character. I was like, oh, she's hot. <laughs> But yeah, they um they get all these characters together and shake them up to make them go on this journey to uh, the Hollow Earth. Um, this <laughs> Which leads to you them to... recruiting. Okay, we're not there yet. Sorry. Hmm? Yeah, I was about to say this leads to them recruiting uh, Kong, and then of course. Uh, How the fuck uh, did they get Kong Eileen on that fucking Jack? boat? They sedated him. Yeah, I, mean, I was. I guess they sedated him. Yeah, they, there's a display that says like yeah. sedation eighty eight. Right, but there are other times but, when yeah, they could was... sedating him would be so fucking useful, and they don't fucking do it. I guess he doesn't have that collar on, but like, how the fuck do they get the collar on him? They're just so many things that like, okay, well, we're just here now. Maybe they yeah. had the kid betray his trust. Like, here, eat this I'm, giant banana. Yeah, I'm sure it's just like <laughs> you know. a pit. I'm sure there's a pit on Skull Island that's just like filled with Vicodin, and it's like his favorite place to hang out. <laughs> just having a good old Vicodin now. They got those fucking <laughs> berries the... from the original. Yes, song yes, the berries. Yeah, no, I'm. Oh, yeah. 
the berry juice, but I'm thinking oh, of Martin's yeah. idea of there being like a Vicodin lake, and that's actually why everyone was trying to find the school <laughs> island in the original movie. Like that's their like uh, their land. A lot of a lot of, lot of suburban <laughs> moms the... trying to find that, that lake. <laughs> just <laughs> scooping their wine coolers into it and sipping it down. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, imagery. Um, but yeah, they uh, they get all the characters kind of together now. Like we have our whole group of Nathan, Eileen, and Jaya with um, Maya, who's gonna die later because she's evil too. On the boat with Kong getting to the Hollow Earth, and then at the same time we have it playing out that uh, Bernie, Madison, and Josh are breaking uh, into the destroyed the uh, yeah. Apex facility. Yeah, yeah, and the orb is gone. Oh, and what could it be a part of now? Yeah, and then Madison's dad's in the movie for like one scene, and then one scene at the end. So that's every just time I kept thinking, I guess Kyle Chandler's not going to be in this movie anymore. That's when he would show up for like two seconds, just to like be mildly concerned that he hasn't seen his daughter in over two days when Titans are attacking the area. I, I would definitely believe that you're noticing a yeah, few yeah. bombs what summoned him back to the film consistently. Yeah, his lines were almost basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I had a huge problem with like two teenagers just kind of breaking into the facility with a fucking stranger who they know from a podcast. If. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, Joe well, Rogan. Yeah, that, well, that's your classic parasocial relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. I mean, you meet one of your media heroes and you are committing crimes together. It's also, I think, that's the only reason that Josh exists because they couldn't have Millie Bobby Brown hanging out with an adult man for the entirety of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Drake. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just... Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with what John said earlier because I completely agree. Like, if Paul F. Tompkins showed up to my house with a crowbar and he's like, Brandon, we're doing crimes tonight. I'm like, when and where? Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so they're they're all doing their separate tangents, but this gets to the first big fight of the movie. And maybe my favorite... No, there's... I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this now. There's a lot of great fights in this movie that definitely make up for all the stupidity. And the first one is the boat fight. And let me just say this right now. The boat fight fucking slaps. Oh, yeah, it was so fucking Yeah, but... Oh, yeah. I love the boat fight. This is where I first got, started getting Evangelion vibes. Yeah, it's, it's because so that much reminds, like Yeah, it. I was like, it, is, he, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do the jump? <laughs> and he does oh, it! He did the jump! Well, I first yeah. thought of it when one of the anchors got stuck on, like, Godzilla's tail, and it pulled the ship under oh, like yeah. i thought that the was going to come back yeah. at like a plot point but i think it was just to show that godzilla was as strong as king kong because both of them couldn't break the chains yeah, yeah. and i kind of like the little touches of it just being chaotic i don't i think i like that a lot about the fights is they felt like giant monsters fighting it wasn't like these like these cool things are going to pay off if you're paying attention it's like now they're just kind of they, clunky they are, and they, are yeah. clunky, so. but they do a good enough job yeah, stuff introducing is all of these cool little things that continue like making the fight cooler and cooler like, when Godzilla destroys that one ship and that yeah. one fighter pilot is able to take off, he fucking doubles back and then he jumps out of the plane before he fires it into Godzilla. Like, that's so fucking cool. Oh, yeah, when Kong throws the jet. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was. Yeah, yeah, that was a good touch. I, I thought they, was gonna, they were going to yeah, have it definitely. end up being empty, and I made a joke like, hey, I'm in here, I'm in here, I'm in here. <laughs> and then, like, oh, shit, there was a guy. <laughs> and then it happened. Yeah. I thought, like, uh, that Godzilla was going to use the... Uh, the boat, like the prow of the boat, stuck to him as kind of like a mace, oh, that would have been swinging around cool. or something. That would have been. Cool. I kept say, waiting for Godzilla to, yeah, the like breach, like go down real low, yeah. then come back. I like up. that the, 
all the things you kept imagining or hoping that would happen did happen. So I like to imagine that Luke went into like a a Michael Crichton sphere type of thing, but it just <laughs> made this movie. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, so the the fight's really cool. I feel like just like the way they show him, like once again doing the jump to the other boats, cool. Him throwing the plane. I like that they instantly made godzilla smart fighter like they're punching each other and then godzilla's like wait a second this motherfucker can't breathe underwater yeah. i got bad news for you kong and then oh. he just like grabs him and dunks him under oh yeah um, i really like the beam going up through the carrier too i thought that was great oh yeah oh, that God. look i love the i do like that kong is pretty expressive because it, it, there's a lot of great shots of him like being like oh shit and like having to jump out of yeah. the way yeah um, I mean, we'll get to it later, but, like, his reactions to when, like, Godzilla's fighting beams off, or shooting beams off in Hong Kong, that was, I really love those scenes, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, the... I wanted to say, too, about the, uh, at the end of the fight, when the fleet is on fire everywhere and Godzilla is just kind of sitting in the middle of it, I thought that was the first of, like, one of these really long shots that I thought this movie did really well. These sort of yeah. establishing set shots, there were a lot of great ones in it that I want to talk about later, definitely. Yeah, I think it showed the destruction really well too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they uh, the first fight pretty much goes to uh, Godzilla because they even have it where Kong has to like play dead so he'll get away from them. They have to um, turn off all, like, all like the, the ships as well, like empowered. Yeah, like the entire yeah. fleet. I didn't really get that, like uh, just because he keep attacking the ships too. Yeah, that's yeah. Really well, I mean, it's the whole thing about how they keep talking about how like they're the. They're the apex kaijus or the yeah, apex monsters. Said, they say like there can only be one alpha yeah. titan, and so I yeah. apex predator about, like, is the term should, they kept using. One yeah, should be a sigma like titan. Yeah. Which like, yeah, yeah the yeah. alpha. Go ahead. The alpha thing is always stupid because the the whole alpha hierarchy of wolves is actually not a real yeah, thing to begin with wolves. because yeah. Yeah. they were in, in prison. Okay, that's a good point. But again, it's it's like I said, all the symbolism is like so on the nose. Whatever they try to do, you have to do no thinking in this film. Um, in fact, speaking of that, like non-thinking, I like that as soon as the fight ends and things kind of go down, they don't even waste their time being like, oh, how are we going to get there? The <laughs> Nathan's like, what if we just put him in a helicopter? And they're like, oh, cool flying <laughs> monkey. Let's do that. Which that was actually a scene from Kong versus Godzilla, wasn't it? Did they get him in like a giant net carried by helicopters? Yeah, I think yeah. it was supposed to be a reference. That's what I figured. Yeah. That's a reference that I liked. It didn't just feel like it was stealing from something else. Well, I yeah. think that's that's just how you move monkeys. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the progression of uh, the progression of monkey in this film is great because we went from regular monkey to wet monkey and now to flying monkey. Air um, monkey. Which, yeah, well, air monkey, and then air monkey leads us to ice monkey yeah. because they go to Alaska to get to the hollow earth. Yeah, and there's um, well, there's an earth monkey and a fire monkey going on. <laughs> well, it's all, all. Who will be the monkey avatar? So yeah. we get to Antarctica, and we're meant to believe that Apex has mind a path to the hollow earth they just needed kong in there to find the energy source yeah or like to go through that portal yeah why is it a portal i think just because it's so fucking long okay it's i'm fine with it being a portal and it going all 2001 for a second but then how come during the hong kong fight is kong able to fall from the center of the earth all the way to the surface. Well, the, I think it was just for special effects because they said that it was supposed to be like this gravity well where all of the earth's gravity meets, but for some reason it made it <laughs> to a portal. 
Once again, yeah. I think it's just for special effects, and this is a movie where you don't have to no, think. Yeah. So I understand that, but Gravity Inversion is the worst techno babble ever because it makes no sense any way you think about it. Well, well, that's why they yeah. just made it really. Close. It really doesn't. I was glad they put it in there. Uh, I, was, I was glad they put it in there because, like, when they showed the digital like hologram of the Hollow Earth, and it's just like a little tiny ball in the center again, I was like, "What are they standing on?" And so they just threw it in there, I think, as a way to hand wave, like, uh, no, there, it's like uh, negative Earth where you're standing on the outside because gravity is going the other way. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's science. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. It's a, just to tell you, like, look, they can stand. They don't just fall <laughs> into the center in a big, like, yeah. pile of monkey and other monsters <laughs> and, like, trees and stuff. No, they're to keep the parallels the like going at the same time this is happening, this is when uh, they have that whole group of Bernie, Madison, and Josh get on this basically like uh, magnetized monorail that they're making a bunch of uh, you know skull crawler eggs go to for the Hong Kong facility, uh, which is also once again screenwriting one hundred and one that you know that this is going to lead to a giant fight in Hong Kong now eventually. Uh, but hey, good for them. Let's not waste too much time on that. We don't care about the human characters. We want to see the Quirkus, big monkey Quirkus fight. The, the easiest way to get so. yeah, exactly. from Florida to fucking Hong Kong in twelve hours. Yeah, you know what? Probably yeah. yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. And also, just to like kind of go with that scene because they we'll, we'll get back to the big old monkey going into the Hollow Earth. Um, when they arrive at the Hong Kong facility, this is when we're first introduced to the Apex main lab and where we're introduced to uh, Mecha Godzilla. Let's get into it. How do we feel about this Mecha Godzilla? Robot Godzilla would have been a better moniker <laughs> for it. That would have been so funny to do that, just to slap <laughs> fans in the face so hard. I would have been on board, but Mecha Godzilla, it's, it's still. It, it looks more like it. a robot right. Godzilla. It does. I, I didn't like them yeah. calling it Mecha Godzilla just because Josh was well, the one yeah. who said it. Yeah, and he he, he yeah, corrects like Bernie, it. who's not wrong. He's not. He's yeah. not. Yeah, like he has some type of lexicon. Well, it, Josh said it too, like it was something that they'd all would have seen before and known. Like he actually corrects him. It's kind of strange. It's, yeah, I think it's like, it's like just it the the power of the mediocre white male overpowering the room as always. Of like, I guess we just have to go with the shittiest white <laughs> uh-huh. dude. So. He white? Yeah, I think like it was it was his nerd ability saying like ah no actually you would call this a mecca <laughs> and people are like that, that sounds right that it's, kid's right it's piloted I don't you know, know it, it, it's funny because before they showed like Bernie when he was just like the podcast guy I or I thought like okay he's gonna be like the white nerd milady kind of guy like oh, okay cool it's uh-huh. this guy then they had like they didn't treat him that way but then they did have the white nerd or milady guy yeah yeah I, I like that they didn't do that to bernie other than the conspiracy theory aspects of him i thought he was definitely the most entertaining character in this film um but yeah they uh they arrive at the facilities and they see basically mecha godzilla in action as they have uh rin do this like kind of cyber link to the mecha godzilla to use it which i think is supposed to be a nod to uh i i want to say both evangelion but also uh you know pacific rim I mean, um, I think there's tons of, like, mega yeah. animes where, like, you can oh, connect yeah. like that. Yeah, that's true. It's a trope. Uh, but, yeah, he connects to it, and uh, he fights uh, another scroll, uh, skull crawler. I'm kind of bl- glad they, like, brought back some of those designs because I did like it, but he basically rips it in half. He, um, he as lasers opinion, it in half. The beams, like, yeah, yeah, which was really cool. That was. Um, yeah, I... I 
I like, I the, like the Mecha Godzilla a lot in this one. I like the spinny arms. I like the weird mm-hmm. jetpacks it has on it, and the way it kind of moves, kind of like uh, almost like slinky like. <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah, with the boost, and I like that it had a slightly different build from the actual Godzilla. It was a little bit longer and thinner. Yeah, yeah, it made it kind of easier to tell apart. I like the build up too when they get into that testing facility, and it's all dark and echoey, and then. In the corners, you just see these huge claw gouges in the wall. And you're like, oh, no, what's, what has this been, been up to? Yeah, and they've so, been doing yeah. something. <laughs> I do like that um, when they revealed I, it, it was, like, all curled up. Even though, like, as a mech, yeah, it would be standing yeah. up. Because why would you make a mech that could get into a nap-taking pose? Probably I, I, for some I good ram picks, you know? Like, there like, there are a lot of times... There are a lot of times when I laugh at myself thinking about like uh, with with the what were the heaves the uh, ships they used to get to the Hollow Earth. Yeah, they're just like heaves. okay, who yeah. was working on the project that decided to put like the neon trim around all the doors? Like who? Yeah, they looked very uh, kind of like they looked very toy like yeah. that way. And not yeah. engineered like a lot of the other regular technology. We want to look cool, but, but also thought, let people know we're evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, though, why would you build a robot? That can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just good to have. Yeah. Um, so at the same time this is going on, we cut back to uh, good old Kong. They're inside of the Hollow Earth, and he's jumping around, having a great time, meeting some of his kaiju buddies, eating some of their brains. Um, I like that touch because it was such a weird thing of like he gets into a fight with these like two flying like cobra kaijus, which were cool looking um, beats monsters. Beats the shit out of them. I like those a lot. Yeah, I yeah, like the design. Were. A lot of the monsters yeah, they, they showed in that. the Hollow Earth were, were like cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I. Um, so I think they'll probably go back to it for the next. Well, movie. yeah, that's where. And yeah, it was definitely. it was cool how their their like little Eve craft too had a bunch of missiles yeah, and was I, able I like to help them. Touch. And honestly, yeah. I think whatever the monster he would have ran into, he would have eaten it. I think at that point, Kong was probably just tired of fish. He was on a boat for like four days and they fed him nothing yeah. to fish. Oh yeah. Hasn't slept either. I know. They didn't even I, feed him uh, fish. He, he had to like stick his hand into the water and hopefully pull out yeah. a handful of fish. He probably had a few dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, like, the guy in charge of like the Kong rations for their mission brought like three packs of jerky, and he's like, "Oh, I think he ate so quick." Not so smart now. Sasquatch. He should have should have brought him a banana. Yeah. Case. Yeah, then you brought him a regular sized banana. You dumped yeah. him. Yeah. Hey, you like these, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so calm you down. <laughs> I want to see this movie. Now. <laughs> not working. Get the kid. <laughs> Just guy who's fired on the spot instantly. Oh, that reminds me, though, uh, part of the reason I thought it was a nice touch that uh, they did have the the deaf kid uh, doing this in there is because uh, Kong pulls a Coco the Gorilla and actually picks up... Oh, yeah, yeah we gotta have a Coco reference with this. Yeah, they definitely... I wrote down King Coco. They can communicate, but it's never really shown how much they can communicate, c- communicate, because I think Kong only ever says home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a pretty one track yeah. mind, dude. Like, what if he was really good at it, but he's just like really grumpy? He's like, no, I just want to get home. Yeah. Okay, right. I just want to get. I just want to put my Kong slippers on. Yes, social anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's not really talking to anybody else. He doesn't have a lot of experience with. It. I mean, he's not by his like a <laughs> well, blanket. The, the, so, like, the little girl coaxes him yeah, with promises of it, like his family being in the center of the earth when he won't go to the hollow earth. 
But it's like he's known nothing Listen, but himself his entire life. Why would he want to see his family? Yeah, and on top of that, I think the little girl did the right thing because if anything, he got something even better. Is they they get him to Hollow Earth and he finds like this door he can open. Oh, instead of finding like other Kongs, yeah. he gets a cool big ass axe. That's the, you mean better. the abandoned yeah. temple like of the ancients? Was... Yes, I thought it was cool. Also, how like. There are these handprints on the doors, and you think, like, oh, when he touches one, it's going to open automatically. But no, they're just places to put your hands to push it open. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought the same thing. Monkey need help. Because, like, yeah. he looks at his hand, like, oh, that's, like, my hand. Like, oh, no, you just have to be strong enough to push him I open. I say, I think this is the smartest Kong yeah. we've ever seen. Like, he has legit problem-solving skills. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. using tools. Yeah. Good he's, he's using an axe. Yeah, and he... He recognizes the slot to put the axe in. Yeah. Yeah. I like the scene where they had it where, uh, like, him looking at the axe and being like, okay, yeah, this is a cool axe, so I'm going to put it in this axe hole to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there, were, like, there were, was a row of axes all around the throne that he sits in. Yeah. He gets a big throne. Well, uh, so are we meant to believe also... that that, like, great hall or whatever it was, was built by other, like previous king kong i'm pretty sure it was built by the one true type well, i figured Maybe. it was God. atlanteans or something yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right this is our prayer our prayer section for the podcast we could all bow our head yeah. real quick thank you jesus for giving bow. us this HBO bow do it extravaganza yes we'd like to talk about our personal relationship with jesus christ and his brother, <laughs> Godzilla. Yeah. jesus zilla is one of my favorites yeah. still to this day um god i'm so glad there hasn't been a, a Godzilla in these movies yet um yeah. Anyways, I, they uh, this kind of lines everything up for getting the last fight of the movie, which uh, we're almost there because when he puts the axe in the axle, I don't know how else you could call it or what else it could be called. Yeah. Um, it, it lights up and makes a picture of Godzilla. Well, I I don't know what they're trying to say, but it basically Godzilla's like I can feel the Godzilla image, and then shoots a giant laser through the hole from Hong Kong to him. I think it's supposed to be just um, him being attracted to like the kaiju. Yeah. Yeah, well, and this is definitely, I think, one of the stupidest things in the movie, but also one of the best of, like, how they they were going to write that King Kong is going to get there in time to fight him in Hong Kong. It's like, they were like, well, what if he just blows a hole in the earth and he, like, jumps through the hole? <laughs> and, like, they did that. Which, like, well, why he would really good. need to, like, do it at Hong Kong, because, like, any spot in the planet will get you to the center of the earth just as quickly. Because he didn't use the portal. Yeah, he was... No, he was going after Mecha Godzilla though, and when he felt the energy, because yeah, I think like the reason they had the Godzilla picture was to show you like, oh, this axe uses the same energy that Godzilla does. Well, uh, the but, axe yeah. was supposed, I think, yeah, it was supposed he, to be like a Godzilla scale, like spine yeah. or plate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, he doesn't Godzilla. He just uses his breath to drill down to the center of the earth from where he's standing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought was going. Yeah. Which is that was cool as hell. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's really yeah random. fair. Um, at this part, too, we uh, find out that uh, Walter and his whole gang of evil people at Apex are able to somehow now transfer the energy from there. I, they didn't explain it. Well, yeah, from the Hollow Earth. Crab. They just had to download it. Yeah. Yeah, they, oh, okay. had, a, they had like a little crab thing, that they uh, cockroach robot thing that they stuck on there, and it was drilling down again at the same time that Godzilla was drilling down from the surface. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I missed that part, I guess. I was too busy thinking about how... 
um, the Maya character is probably about to die because she does. Like as soon as yeah. as soon as the hole opens up, this is it, it's one of those stupid things that happens too much in movies. But like she decides to fire off guns at King Kong for some reason. Yeah, I guess before she gets out of there. And then King Kong's like, "Hey, I'm still King Kong," and just grabs it and crushes it. And I'm like, "I'm glad they did that." Because he cool grabbed the ship, yeah, looked inside yeah. to make sure no one he cared about was in there, and then he just fucking crushes it. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was just glad to finally see some of the human characters die. I didn't care. Like, it's yeah, okay yes. that they were villains, but if they'd been the heroes, I would have been fine with that oh, too. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh-huh. Once again, he just looked at it. It's like, oh, a bunch of tertiary <laughs> characters. Fuck these guys. Yeah, somebody's smashed. Got yeah. yeah, the rest of them too. You know, like getting killed by those weird bat bird things. Oh, those were a cool design too. Yeah. yeah. Once again, like Luke said, I I want them to spend more time in this Hollow Earth if they do another oh, movie because there's a lot of cool designs did, going did, here. Did y'all notice yeah, in one of those the... big bird things like just ate that soldier's ass? Yeah, <laughs> the Millennium <laughs> Bird. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, that reminds me. <laughs> They, there was a Tide Pod joke. Oh, there, there was. was. That, that? that was early no, on. Yeah, that was when they were doing the bleach thing. Yeah. So topical. Yeah, exactly. Which is also because like, like, I guess they were in Florida at the time, yeah. right? That's where they were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, Pensacola. I bet yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be yeah, like some country like Vietnam or something uh-huh. in an earlier draft. And they were like, eh, let's make it Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a. Uh, I do like that they just went with Florida. Um, but like to basically get to the the final fight right before Kong jumps through the Godzilla hole to have the the, the big old brawl. They show that Mechagodzilla can have the energy to get online, and I, I like that they did this because it's it's a little cliche, but it's still funny. Is that uh, the the Bernie and the kids get captured, and then basically they have Walter give his speech. And I like that when it's going on in the background, they, they lose control of Mechagodzilla. It electrocutes Ren, where he doesn't have control of it anymore. He might be dead, but I get this feeling they might bring him back. We'll see. Um, and then uh, it powers up and has a mind of its own. So while he's giving a speech, Mechagodzilla's just like, well, fuck this dude. Well, and basically well, pulls a Kong. It, it, it makes no sense because there were dudes behind Millie Bobby Brown and Josh and Bernie with guns who are also looking in the same direction that worked yeah. for what's his well name. i mean well you don't interrupt my, your boss here's my opinion is that he's probably very much like a bezos character where he's like having these guards pee into cups and they can't take breaks so they're like hey we're gonna get a lot of good money from this settlement for whatever happens here once this guy's <laughs> dead so let's get out of here you see if he had noticed that there was something behind him by those guards like running away that would have been like a cute funny stupid scene that they could have put in this movie to make it a little less dour yeah yeah but yeah, i do i do like, like that. that he gets killed off and then like basically brain says like oh i kind of want to hear a speech I, like, I, that's I kind of fun. Problem. Right. Or if, if he said fucking murdered yeah that too no yeah. but it's kind of beautiful they both died I mean, around the same is... time that's just so nice. neither um, had to find out about the death of the other right? yeah uh, in a way yeah. it's a sweet You're release right. from that is nice i take it back <laughs> yeah it's just nice um yeah so mechagodzilla is out now um we got a little bit ahead because before this happens uh, kong has jumped through the hole they have their big fight in hong kong and once again props to this team for whoever did the coordinations for the fights or however they mapped it out because the hong kong fight was really well they're nice. hitting really each other into a lot of buildings buildings which is cool yeah, I, yeah, I think this is the first movie to use the CGI of fighting in a city and do it well, like doing like almost 
point of view shots from both Kong and Godzilla to like see the carnage they're doing, but also like the way they react and like when Kong's running away from his laser beams because he's like, oh shit, he has laser <laughs> yeah. beams. Like it's just yeah. really well choreographed for like everything. It was really cool to watch. And yeah, well shot too. You could easily tell what was going on. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't get confusing at any point. There wasn't a lot of motion blur or anything like that. Everything was very well set up and all of the angles and uh, shot positions were uh, just chosen in a really good way so that you could see an action unfold, whatever it was. So yeah. I th- yeah, I thought that was really well done. One of the definitely one of the best giant monster kind of things I've seen, and also everything just felt heavy. The monsters felt oh, like yeah. they had a lot of weight yeah. behind them. Yeah, like uh, when Kong was you know climbing up a few buildings, the building was just basically falling over from his weight. And then I also like the destruction of the axe, like getting stuck in places and knocking buildings over. Like the one point when Godzilla takes it and whips it back at him with the mouth. That was oh, so many yeah. cool fights. Oh, like yeah. Our Wait, fight scenes. I, in that whole yeah, thing. I love this whole fight. But there was one scene where, like, Alexander Skarsgård, after uh, Kong hit Godzilla over the head with the axe, where he says, like, oh, looks like round two goes to Kong. But then the fight keeps going. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. it. Yeah, and then Godzilla just royally beats yeah. the shit out of Kong, which which is how it should have gone. Let's, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Here's one thing I'm going to say. I think for sure, for this movie, we have to say Godzilla won the fight. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's simple as that. Well, they had to bring Kong back to life. Yeah. So yeah, like uh So let's go over that again though real quick. So we had regular monkey, we have wet monkey, we have ice monkey, uh underground monkey, uh, dying monkey. Dead monkey. Yeah. Pray for Mojo. Dying yes. monkey. I uh I, <laughs> dying <laughs> monkey, that funky monkey. I do have to give a yeah, a shout out to Kong for uh being adorable when oh, he sees so snow cute. for the first time. Uh, oh, that I, was really cute. Sorry, this is yeah. just a quick little side thing. I don't know much about Hong Kong, but does Hong Kong have that much neon? I hope. It would look really cool. Look really I just, cool. I just wanted to know if it were accurate. If it's not, like it's still fine because it looks tight as hell. Hey, zookeepers at home, uh, make sure you tweet us at Podzuki on Twitter or email us at Podzuki Podcast if you live in Hong Kong and they got them neon lights. I, I almost made a joke at the beginning about like, in the Chinese version of this, one of them's going to step on a bunch of protesters. Jesus, <laughs> 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 oh God. It's too real. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, real life! Uh, remember... Yeah. Oh boy. Was this Disney's one? Uh, anyways, uh, they uh, they have the big fight. Godzilla wins and basically it has made like uh, Kong go into cardiac. Yeah, arrest, like so, he, uh, I don't understand why. Like I know why for the movie why he didn't just finish him off. But if he were actually trying to kill him, he wouldn't leave him there dying. He would have like, okay, you're under my foot. I'm gonna radiation breath your head off. Yeah. Well, because he ultimately I think it was... still wants his submission. Like, that's why he's yelling or roaring at him when oh, he yeah. has him Godzilla. on the ground. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, is that they, they mention a few times in the movie, it's more about, like, the submission and the, the yeah, sexy role-playing. Kong bows to no one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so after, after Godzilla's been able to bust a nut because he's completely <laughs> dominated Kong, uh, <laughs> Mechagodzilla's released from his prison, and uh, I once again I like how they did all the fights well, in this movie. This is another I, cool b- fight. Before we get into like it, they were using they were controlling Mechagodzilla through one of King Ghidorah's skulls. Oh, like right. because apparently, yeah, supposedly, they it, they like they they're because the necks were so long, they had to communicate with all the skulls telepathically, which doesn't explain the dumb head, but whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's true because again, the conspiracy huh. theorist says that. 
And he also says that it's basically a living supercomputer. Right. Which, I don't know. I can vaguely believe these things, but because he's giving all the exposition, I'm I'm kind of I'm holding off on believing that. But they were using well, Gator in the movie, skull. like all the stuff that he they, says is right. They just thought yeah. it looked cool because it did look really cool. Yeah, it's an ergonomic thing, maybe. Yeah, it did. Like, uh, I. But I guess yeah, it was wired up to you to use it as a transmitter to uh, take Ren's thoughts and transfer them to. Because yeah, when uh, the first time when Ren is firing it up in the testing facility and he fires the laser beam, he looks like he comes. <laughs> <laughs> like his it's eyes. Like, oh, good yeah, job, me. Because like yeah, like oh, his eyes kind of roll back and he grins. Absolutely <laughs> looked like he just busted like yeah. thirty rounds. Oh, I just there. made a little dandy well, mess. Uh, yeah. I guess I wanted to think like, do you think that after Ren was removed from being able to control it, that it was supposed to be like Ghidorah that was in the mech at yeah, that point? I f- yes, I, figured, I think yeah, I think they were trying to make it like a zombie Ghidorah consciousness yeah. had taken over mecha guys then why not why not make yeah, a like mecha Ghidorah? that's something from canon it's it's probably next <laughs> movie. Yeah. you know it's coming um i do once again i do like for the fight of mecha godzilla versus godzilla that uh just one-on-one i like that he just completely whipped the shit out of godzilla like it was really fun to watch him jetpacking around using his tail just having just going nuts on that that freak <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah especially because uh when when this fight starts, like the King, the Hong Kong fight is at nighttime, and then it's daytime when Mechagodzilla comes out. So Godzilla has been wandering around Hong Kong for at least like two hours. <laughs> Just taking in the sights, it's like oh, yeah, yeah, Hong Kong. Yeah, so that's uh, that's why you know he wasn't at his best. He didn't get any shut eye, and that's why the robot was able to whip his ass so easily. Yeah, because he'd been resting all day. He was ready for this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, drinking that, his robot protein powder. That's why the they gave the robot the ability to grow <laughs> up and sleep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, kind of like into the finality of this movie is that um, Nathan, the one wimpy dork character with uh, Eileen and Jaya, is like, hey, I can use this ship to electrify the the King Kong back to life. And they're like, yeah, do it. Okay, great. And he does it. And then King Kong's back. Uh, what, and then I like that yeah. they have... They they okay. set up how much power is in the ship too, like enough to run Vegas for a week at the beginning. Yeah. They were just bragging about it. I thought that was a nice little callback. That that yeah. I, I like that, but I do have a problem with like okay, he was on the ship, set it off, then ran off the ship. I get him getting off the ship, but the ship was on King Kong's chest. How the fuck did he get off of King Kong? I mean, he's they didn't mention it, but he also has super <laughs> leaping powers. So. <laughs> Well, conveniently left it out, but it's, uh, you can see it. He's yeah. very brave, unlike what they were saying about him at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and he has caps that can launch him 50 feet into the air. Um, yeah, um, and so they get uh, Kong back up, and then uh, Jaya's like, hey, listen, he's your buddy, actually. And Kong's like, okay, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it leads All to the best part about. of the fucking movie, team up with Kong and Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say Spider Man 3 show it out. I was really disappointed that uh, those Eve ships didn't have big old Atragon drills on the front. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Like a good kind of link to other Godzilla stuff. Exactly. I, I had my hopes up that they were going to look like that. But no, they yeah, were they could like, bring a Magura yeah. I also kind of yeah. thought they were going to have like the energy they'd taken from uh, the Hollow Earth. They were going to have like those laser guns from the later Godzilla movies. Oh, that oh would yeah, fun too. that would have been really cool. Oh, they got they got room to move. I'm sure they're going to at least get two or three more movies out of this franchise before people get tired of it. So, um, 
And uh, yeah, they they basically they team up. They have a real bro down well, yeah. showdown. King and, Kong uh, like, saves Godzilla, who's about to be killed by like like the Mecha Godzilla is going to like he opens Godzilla's mouth and he's gonna shoot his laser like down his throat and like cut his head off. Yeah, real yeah. a real mean sob. You gotta give it yeah. to Mecha Godzilla. He ain't fucking yeah. around. And then God, then King no, Kong comes from behind with his axe, which is depowered, starts fucking yeah. up Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, and yeah, then the fight goes for a little bit. I like that. Oh, what are you saying, John? Oh, I was gonna say, like, uh, I missed it, but did uh, Godzilla shoot again and power up his? Yes. Ass? Yeah, they yeah. had the scene where, like, uh, you know, they're kind of starting to get the upper hand, and then Kong gives kind of like that nod, like, "Hey, do it, bro," and he's like, "You got it, bro," and then he fires yeah. it off, powers the axe up, and then uh, I like how visceral they are with the death. Oh, of that was Godzilla. great! I laughed oh, so yeah. hard. Yeah, with like the yeah. whale and shit coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah, the oil, they're chopping its arms off, and then, like, it's already dead, but I like Kongo's one step ahead of it, and, like, just puts his hand down on his head and just launches it right out of that Mecha Godzilla body and holds it up to there. And I I'm like, really, yeah, this is really really worth it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kiss it. Just make it really weird. He did, yeah. like, pull out, like, its head with some of the robots still attached, like the Predator, and hold it above his head. Yeah. Yeah, like a robot spine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, was fun, cool. and yeah, I, this is another thing I I love about this movie. It moves at a really great clip. They don't spend a lot of time of like, okay, we're gonna see what all the characters up to. Everyone gets reunited. They eventually show that they're back at the Hollow Earth now, watching over Kong, and then credits. Thank you, movie. I don't need more about these dumb characters. We got the big monster fight. We're done here. Exactly. Yeah. No. No epilogue. No like looking off into the horizon. Like, but will we be ready <laughs> next time? And they're like, yeah, we got Kong. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, not um, quite, because we have oh. the final. Where, okay, Mecha Godzilla's dead. Yeah. What's gonna happen with King Kong and Godzilla? And they scream at each oh, other yeah. a little bit, and then King Kong drops his axe, and Godzilla's kind of like, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, and walks off back yeah. into the ocean. Yeah. Next time. Yeah, they they go their separate ways. We can tell that they both uh, respect each other, but they're also slightly aroused by each other because they both show that they're semi erect. (laughs) Um, I like that touch. Um, It's nice that they have a chemistry, and then yeah, that's that's the the end credits. I'm surprised to see Godzilla's uncut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, (laughs) but the the weirdest part for sure was that Kong was (laughs) circumcised. Who did that? Yeah. (laughs) At yep. least five men had to be involved in that project. That's an undertaking. Right. Oh. <laughs> like it turns out it makes the ideal parachute. John C. Riley's character was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> is I know, that what I know what our sound is going to be for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Um, but, no, yeah. then they, they do take us back to the Hollow Earth to do, like, the Shrek opening again, where it's just Kong chilling out to, like, this happy I like music. That. I, I like... Oh, uh, it was a Holly song. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, all I need is the air. That yeah, I the air. Yeah, that, I that song. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it was a good song to end on. I like that it was a throwback to like the kind of more classic rock they had in uh, Kong Skull Island. So yeah, um, I think this this only can lead to the natural conclusion of the rating system. Uh, you know, I've I like to mix it up, and I want to instate a, a new rating system, and I want to honor that the Oscar name nominated film Mank which is about uh-huh. King Kong uh, writing the script to, you know, Citizen King is our new, is our new rating system. So I want, I want us to rate it uh, like five out of five manks. 
And I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a 3.5 mank. Um here's the reason. I it's I'm doing it against all the movies you watched and all the King Kongs and all the Godzillas we watched. And it's it's excellent for the fight scenes. I really loved it. The characters are still very stupid and annoying, but they don't waste too much time. But at the same time, they could have still written them a little bit better, and the plot's really stupid, but in a fun way. So it's definitely above average, but it's not like it's not like going the extra mile, but it's good. Like it's not great, it's good. I think all the fight scenes really got me pumped. It's worth the watch. So yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, and then we all won. So yeah, exactly. Well, I'm gonna give it a four out of five oh, because, damn. like, I th- I think there's a lot to enjoy about this movie. Anytime it got stupid, I liked it. But I think, like, I think these movies need a new director because this guy's directed a few of these movies, and I think he has sees himself like. He's not willing to go full stupid. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Because I wanted. Because I mean, once again, if this movie had had a scene where, like, after what I kept wanting to happen was after Godzilla charged King Kong's uh, axe, I wanted him to like hack it, make a Godzilla, then give a thumbs up. I to Godzilla. uh, Yeah. Fucking uh, that that like hand. It's not a statue, but that like hand formation in the underground. I was really hoping that fucking Kong was going to give Godzilla a thumbs up at some point. I thought that they were they were leading to that. Uh, that or they oh, could have yeah. done the ending yeah. of Robot Jocks where they just like grab each other's oh, hands no. and oh, that's the final cool. shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, how have we not watched Robot Jocks for this podcast yet? Oh man. That's a great movie. Would be cool. Don't worry, yes. we'll get to it right after Cat in the Hat. We can live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, it's happening. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that leaves Martin and then, uh, well, uh, John. You know I, I, I want to go with Brandon here, and I also want to give it a, a 3.5. Uh, I've already forgotten what you said. Uh, but ultimately, I, I did enjoy this movie, but I enjoyed it less than I believe I enjoyed King of the Monsters. Because I wasn't yeah. I wasn't high to distract myself from how fucking bored I was any time it was only people on screen. I, I just... <laughs> What I really want from this film, just like Luke said, I want them to go full stupid with it. If you're gonna have to have people in there in order to like set up the fact that these monsters are fighting, just fucking have them do the dumbest possible shit. Make it interesting. Don't make it this dumb, boring, pedantic shit. Yeah, that's why it pissed me off that there weren't more of the like, recurring like Monarch characters in the previous movie. Why was Monarch clipped? They seemed to have nothing. They had like the best technology ever in King of the Monsters. Yeah, they did. I, I yeah, was fucking exactly. fucking the the guy who's now now like the head of Monarch. He was just a fucking photographer before, right? Yeah, no yeah. fucking sense. Oh yeah, yeah, it's silly. I I, I fucked it up. Oh, no. I, I somehow played like an old Audacity recording, and when I popped in. So it just, <laughs> it just says over Martin. Hey guys, hey, guess I'm what? Audacity. Guess what? We have a surprise so, special guest. You guys might have to uh, fix that. Our, our ever favorite at famous section. That's where I'm stealing from Thought Cops. Colin Aaron. Uh, he did jump in the middle of our reviews, but he can hang out while he, he, he hears us finalize the movie. No, stay. Oh, no, you should stick around. Sorry. We'll yeah. I, if you have to ask that, the answer is always no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Also, right. we got John on, by the way. 
Hey, John Lyons. John Lyons. <laughs> what are you doing? John Lyons. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Wait, wait, what's John? We can figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. We talked about John it Lyons, a.k.a. Todd Lyons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's just my life, you guys. <laughs> All right. Ooh. No, uh, I will give my little response here. I thought, <laughs> yes, I agree with Luke. Four out of five entire Max. And the reason is that, yeah, we didn't see a lot of the human characters. When they were there, they were being pretty efficient with what they were doing in terms of just showing us where we're going and why, more or less, and setting up the next monster thing and, like, why they would be here in this place instead of some other place. But one thing we needed with the humans is we needed to have Bernie have a podcast sponsor. yes. We needed to talk about Squarespace or Casper mattresses or Bombas socks or something like that to tell us who is on board, what corporations are on board with the truth about Titans. And also, though... Uh, major thumbs up for having Kong and the little girl touch fingertips. Because anytime yeah. a kid and a giant monster touch fingertips, it is automatically a much better movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was impressed how fine motor control Kong had, which made me write, maybe write down King Kong Gamer. Yeah. Or a talented uh, artist. Like we, He could have a whole cave where he's just been pumping out pictures of Lady Kongs that he's using <laughs> himself to, you know, to relieve since there's no other Lady Kongs around. So I respect that. Yeah, um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, um, so, yeah, I thought the monster fights were great. And I thought, uh, you know, the movie didn't really fuck around a whole lot. But I would love to have spent more time in the Hollow Earth. Because those, uh, you know, the environment design for that was really good. That bit where the two halves of it, like the, the ceiling and the ground, and in between them there's this row of, like, magic rocks just floating there where the gravity cancels out. I thought that was really neat. And yeah. then... Another, like, Kong finger in the rock that he jumps up and reaches out and touches. I, uh, that cute. was all cool, but it kind of defeats the whole idea that, like, oh, we need Kong to show us where the power source is. Like, maybe it's the floating island in the middle of all this crap. Yeah. <laughs> you dumbasses. Yeah. Yeah. With a giant temple uh, on it. I am curious with uh, Aaron jumping in at the end of our, uh, our review. Did you watch Kong or Godzilla vs. Kong? Uh, no, I want to get I want to get buried in the Jewish cemetery. That's so fair. Um, yeah, no, no tattoos, uh, no Kong versus uh, big big boy. Lizard. Can you not yeah. just watch um, it through a hole in the sheet? I, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, just as our ancestors intended. Yeah. Um, I could I could come to any movie as long as I'm wearing you know some sheets. I I'll I'll watch it. I'm down. I just like I'm just so out of the loop on fucking everything. Yeah, like. I, I've enjoyed what I've seen on Twitter of, um, you know, seeing them like lift out the evergreen <laughs> or whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aaron, they should have had those yeah, out I, for that. Quick, there's one other thing I, in the movie I wanted to bring up. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm You're sorry, great. I forgot to bring this up earlier. I really am, but it was the coolest fucking thing. You remember, like, after got or after fucking King Kong like got resuscitated and he fucking like rams his fucking like dislocated shoulder into a building to pop it back in. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was that was, that was great. Cool. Where he's like stretching himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was awesome. He's like, "All right, it's go time. Time to square well, up." A little MacGyver moment for Kong, which is yeah, um, you know, do. we respect a king. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. So we can we can go into what I I want to say is our stupid game section. But stupid games. I have a major announcement to make. 
in recent light of the fact that we've been in a, a pandemic for an entire year, and if we ever start recording the podcast in person, there's no way we're going to have other human beings lick the same 9-volt battery that we had, so I think we have to officially say the licking a 9-volt battery section is no more. Uh, and that's why I, I'd like to rename it to now uh, the licking a 9-volt memorial and stupid game section extravaganza. Um, and the only way we could celebrate this uh, this historic moment in Podzuki history is having on respected guests and our favorite call-in, uh, Aaron Klopfer. Guys, everybody put your hands together for Aaron Klopfer. Thank you. Um, Aaron, I wanted to bring you on this episode because we've we've watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, but now I need to ask you, for Godzilla vs. Kong, who's hanging the biggest dog? <laughs> That's gotta be... Uh-huh. Oh, man. Who? Who? I was gonna say Kong, but Gorilla's got them little peepees. Um, they have little peepees. Yeah. It's a fact and a well-known. They have, like, one-inch dongers. But, Sorry, gorillas. But I've seen gorilla peepees. I've never seen a lizard peepee. Never. So, for <laughs> my own personal... I must protest. My own personal database and my, my penis brain, I, I, I have to say King Kong has it, just simply because I've never seen a lizard penis. Yeah, I'm, I'm Googling it right now, uh, I think, because this is something we need to know. Uh, so they have what they refer to as a hemipenis, um, which is a pair of intermittent organs of male squat mates, which are snakes, lizards, and worm, um, worm lizards. And uh, hemi hemipenis. <laughs> when it's in multiple, it's oh. called hemipenis. That's so funny! <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! That scientist is fucking silly. Yeah, hemipenis are usually held inverted within the body and then are averted for reproduction through erectile tissue much like that of a human penis, and they come in a variety of shapes. Uh, they all look very <laughs> A lot of variety of shapes and flavors. It made me think yeah. of pasta. <laughs> like, I just, I'm imagining them in pasta shapes now. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not too far off, and I like the fact that basically we know now that Godzilla are, has, like, an inverted penis, fun, which is pretty cool. Fun fact, all pasta is dick-shaped if your dick is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, that's a good point, man. I think we got another audio clip for that episode. <laughs> also, do you, th- do you know? Do you think it's pronounced hemipenes or hemipenes? I think it's hemipenes, but I, it could be hemipenes. But hemipenes is so fun to say. <laughs> I, I have a question uh, about the battery segment. Yeah. Are you guys yes. gonna like have like a solemn segment in its place, or are you just kind of like? What's what's your gonna approach gonna be? Is like we have uh, not discussed like this. This is completely Brandon deciding this, carte blanche. Yeah, about I wanted to pop Brandon, this. I, can, I would buy fresh nine well, volts so we um, can do it every time and still be safe. I was going to suggest uh, the, we all buy the, the nine volts and just in. do it over the computer. I my yeah, yeah, suggestion is you guys just. Drawer. I talked over someone. What'd you say? <laughs> I I've got some in my drawer. I, if we all have one and can go get one, we can. Uh, Lick oh it my on God. air, and it will sound like nothing for the Is audience. today the day that we bring it back after a year? I, I personally think the approach is we just bleach it between every use. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we don't clean the bleach off, so you also get a very weird Good callback to the movie we'll you, you didn't watch. Yeah, also. yeah nobody, nobody's going to be able to track where that 9-volt <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a 9-volt um, battery. Yeah. Though, so. Uh... Um, I think, you know, I might just finish out the stupid game section and then Aaron can tag <laughs> along and do this game with us before we finish out for the night. Um, uh, you know, so we, we might have figured out our licking a 9-volt battery section. It might be coming back now, which I'm excited for. <laughs> One thing that will never 
ever go away will be who the fuck is Ron Canada. <laughs> who the fuck is Ron Canada? Because <laughs> uh, once again, we stand a king. Um, just for a reminder to all the listeners at home and uh, for everyone playing, Ron Canada is a full-time working character actor, over 200 roles, famously the judge in Ted 2. Um, he was recently in a movie that's getting a lot of attention that I really want to see now called The Empty Man. Uh, came out in 2020, and I've decided a new sub-faction of the Who the Fuck is Ron Canada game, which is, this is a new one. He always plays these three roles, I feel like, in most every bit part he's in, which is either doctor, detective, or judge. So I'm going to ask you, uh, all of you can answer however you want. In this movie, The Empty Man, that Ron Canada has been cast in, came out in 2020. Is he a doctor, a detective, detective yeah. or a judge? I, Ooh. I have to stop simmering my meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, I think Aaron just no, passed on his right now. Oh, man. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the name yeah. of the movie? Uh, Empty Man. It's actually, uh, no joke, it's this, this horror movie that's suddenly getting like a lot of talk and like cult status, kind of like when Mandy came out, so I kind of Empty Man, out. The, uh, the options are? Uh, once again, doctor, detective, or judge. I've noticed these are like three roles he is almost always cast in whenever he's like in a movie. I'm gonna say party. detective. Wait, right. so we're um, also sorry about the meatballs. Wait, so we're deciding. You should never apologize for meatballs. <laughs> I'm making uh, meatball sandwiches. Yes. Oh my yeah. god, I love you. Meatball sandwiches are great. I'll Don't s- apologize. I'll send you for a picture. Them. Yeah, mail me one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I live in Wicker Park. If you want to come by my window, no, yeah, I'm in Albany Park. Place. I'm not dumb. leaving this apartment uh, tonight. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> um, yeah, the two parks shall never meet. <laughs> Wait, so what, we have to decide what he really is, what the actor really is. What the actor's in part in the movie Empty Man is, if he is either playing the role of a doctor, a detective, or a judge. Detective, because it's like just got to figure out. Hey, who, who made this man empty? <laughs> yeah. Well, guys. Great news. You all solved my riddle, which is, of course he's a detective. He, like, always plays that. His name was Detective Villers in the movie, and I'm looking forward to checking it out, so. Um, Hey, in my favorite Ron uh, Canada role, he played a Klingon lawyer. (laughs) I was going to guess he's a doctor trying to fill the man up again. Oh, that's a good point too. But he's just really bad at it. It's the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. He's just got like a hose. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh man um yeah so i think that uh you know what aaron if you want to go for the full ride of the episode since we're almost there we're just going to go to to plugs and recommendations recommendations at this point um and uh yeah i got i got a good recommendation for y'all right away i'm just gonna jump in and be a little greedy uh and take the throne which is i watched uh, promising young woman with barbara last night and boy howdy what a great movie that was it is a it's a wild ride it's a great revenge uh thriller flick and i like that it doesn't glorify the revenge but <laughs> man is it fun to watch it's really really fun to watch okay um so yeah i, I want to recommend it's a movie made in like 1976, I think, called The Astrologer. It was uh, it was lost media for a long time. Like it was discovered by uh, some company, 
but because they used a lot of like uncredited, unpaid for Moody Blues songs, they could never release a DVD copy of it. But somehow it got leaked on YouTube very recently, and to my knowledge, it is still up there. And it's even if it's taken off YouTube, it's been, already been put up on pirating sites. So, but it's called it's the Astrologer, and it's a really bonkers bad movie. It's like it's up there with The Room in that it's a vanity, a bad vanity movie. That's not an action like a movie. Bird Dimmick or a, a Life Force, maybe. Well, those know. movies are kind of like they're like action or sci-fi. This is not. This is like a biography movie, Ooh. which I think. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's not I'm all about that. Well you you guys yeah, should all watch it. Like it's hard to describe, but if you like bad movies, it's up we'll there. Check that out. Yeah, go all for right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah. If uh John or Martin or Aaron, you guys got any recommendations or things you want to plug before we get on out of this little blue uh, sphere? Yeah, I um I watched that nineteen eighties The Fly for the first oh, time. Yeah. And it's oh the movie's yeah, so that good. Movie's it's, awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I love it as much as other people, but what I do love about it is it gave me, like, it made me understand Jeff Goldblum more. Because <laughs> it, it, it kind of, like, kind of how people worship Nicolas Cage, I understand the birth of Jeff Goldblum now. Like, it gave me, like, the, oh, this is what, this is, like, how he opened up for himself and he had to follow for the rest of his career, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Earth Girls are easy to do it. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> oh, boy, that movie. Oof. Um, and I, it made me kind of think of, like, what Mandy, what Nicolas Cage is to Mandy seems like Jeff Goldblum is to The Fly. Like, they just let the yeah. actors do what the fuck they want to do. Yeah. I don't know. That's not the best break. But, like, <laughs> it felt like, it felt like just showing, like, hey, here's what these guys could fucking do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, just let them go wild and trust you're going to get something awesome out of it, which is true for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I finally learned why there are no insect <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Yeah. I kept asking my parents, stop it, we don't know. <laughs> it would have been worse if you were, like, age eight and they set you down to watch that film, because that <laughs> would be life-altering. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I gave up my teleportation experiments, right? <laughs> <laughs> No but more, I, I said. Yeah, I I had more wholesome uses for my Lego sets. Uh, is that how Cat Dog happened? I don't know. Yeah, how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, more kids programs definitely need to start with teleport. <laughs> mm, absolutely. That, that's how you get a good character, or at least a bad <laughs> character and a good character. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, if, uh, if I can plug something, uh, you might have heard a little movie called 2001 A Space Odyssey. If you like uh, flashing lights and going to the center of things, oh boy. Um, no, re- uh, really, um, I wanted to plug my uh, art website and commissions. Uh, it is uh, the name Frogasis uh, on ArtStation, so frogasis.artstation.com. And that is F-R-O-G-I-S-I-S. And it's a weird name that I've been stuck with since I was a kid when my best friend came up with it. Uh, it's a pretty good and, name. Uh, yeah. Uh, at least it's, it's, it's never one that's taken. Uh, yeah. Never has to be like Frogasis 01. Um, and also I'm on Twitter uh, at, uh, again, like Twitter slash Frogasis. You can search for me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I post art and I'm working right now on a book of stickers uh, appropriately enough, about weird creatures and monsters. It's uh, John Lyon's big book of awful cryptids, and it's stickers of just mess, messed up creatures spelled wrong, like 
the Lion's Fire <laughs> and Yetter. Uh, and then it's similarly, yeah, I'm also uh, writing and drawing uh, a kid's book called uh, Professor Q.Q. McWicket's Book of Improbable Ooh. Oddities. So I hope to have that. Uh, I hope to have that going by the end of the year. So that's a great title. Thanks, uh, yeah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the Pazuki seal of approval because uh, John's an amazing artist and really great stuff. And I, if this times out well, I think Kudo's episode might be next week, and so we're gonna have like two good artists in a row, which is way too of a respectful platform for Pazuki <laughs> to be doing. So we gotta tone it down. Dude, I, Maybe get like a fart doctor for, for the next episode. <laughs> I popped this movie taught me there could be only one. I yeah. I popped on John's <laughs> website. It was really good art, man. Yeah, it's great. Stuff. Oh, he's, he's also, done. the Twitter username is Force Field Condom, which I heard a display name. And I, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Force Field Condom right now. That brings me joy. <laughs> the, the Twitter handle might change when the children's book comes out. This <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a possibility. Uh, that might that might be under a pseudonym. Uh, yeah, might might have to come up with a secret identity. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it too much. I've been too busy trying to write the, trying to think of rhymes for the book. Yeah, uh, oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I uh, I have a couple of the poems right now. One is uh, called the Buddha Balloon, and it is about a uh, Buddha statue with a big cannon in the middle of it that everybody is trying to get a hold of because it is made out of <laughs> precious metals. Uh, uh, I like that. So a lot. I don't I don't know where these ideas come from, but I hope they're a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, I hope the uh, yeah, I'm you know working on like big two page spread uh, paintings for them too. Uh, so I hope it'll be like a really exciting kind of coffee table book thing that people oh, can yeah. have. Yeah, that um, should be dope. Yeah, and then in the meantime, you've got stickers of shitty <laughs> cryptids. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is just as good, Nothing man. Those yeah, things are funny. Yeah, exactly. I've seen a few of them. Oh yeah, yeah, thank, yeah. I, I posted a few of these, and people seem to like them. So that's definitely going to be something that's coming out. I, I think uh, NFTs are wrong, but you should make an NFT of of the of the lizard penis. What's it called? The hemipen. <laughs> The hemipenes. Yeah, the, Hemipene and or hemipenes. Yeah. Yeah. You got the, your hemipenes? Your metapene. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well, God, my hemipene. I think that just leaves, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that just leaves Martin if you had anything oh, yeah. you wanted no, to plug. Or, as always, I guess plug or, my Instagram, which is weird thrift shop finds. I'm still not thrifting as much as I used to, but uh, I, always, I always post the fun stuff that I find at thrift shops there. That's always a fun thing to do. And uh, for recommendations, uh, a friend of mine got me Monster Hunter Rise for my birthday, and I've been playing it with my roommates, and it's just, I've always been intimidated by Monster Hunter, because there's just a lot you need to, there's a lot of nuance to that game in terms of, like, maximizing the systems, but it, things are way more streamlined, and it's so fun, and the style's cool, and the monsters you get to fight are fun. It's just a good time. If, if you've ever been interested in Monster Hunter before, Rise, I think, is, like, the best entry point. Yeah, it, it's I, I picked it up too. It's super fun. Uh, highly recommended. And actually, before we go out for the night, guys, we have a hot Podzuki social media update. Uh, people are actually tweeting at us. Once again, it is just uh, 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 a cat symbol on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not dick pics. Which is Raksha, who's a previous guest, and we love her, but we're glad that she's tweeting at us. And she wanted to bring to our attention to see if Paul Bunyan is a kaiju. Reviving her old is it a kaiju section, which we haven't done in a while. And uh, that's just a straightforward yes from me. If right Paul away. Bunyan's fake, then yes. If he's real, no. So yes, because he's I, definitely yeah. fake. No. Babe, yes. Paul Bunyan, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, Didn't like we that. already put Babe box. into the list? 
I know we put him oh. in the city, but I don't think we're on the list. <laughs> I'm, he's actually on the Kaiju country. list right now. He's not on there yeah. right now. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that they brought that up. We haven't done that in a bit. I gotta, I gotta get that together for the next time we do a stupid game section. But uh, you know, we're at that, we're at that uh, like hour thirty mark. So I think it's you know. Is uh, is my ex-wife a kaiju? Okay, yeah, let's get out of here. All right, <laughs> the jokes are. Are you guys, you guys, you guys ready for this? Yes, yes. All right. Three, You're two, gonna like one. The way one. I You're gonna like You're gonna the like way, the way, way I fuck. I guarantee I it. Dare. All right. Well, wrap that up and you put. That I can't campaign. even tell anymore. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> love you, audience. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>